Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Slight Bet and I'm joined by Greg for a look ahead to this week's betting in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. It was good to have David Wellerston back last night on the Norwegian podcast, our first of the season. Yep, all kicks off on Monday. It does. Uh, Lutazerian and Obersligan, and obviously keen to get through uh, this weekend's Scottish card. Yeah, so if you've not already listened to the Norwegian podcast, definitely recommend giving that a listen ahead of the big kickoff on Monday. Uh, There's a few pointers for the weekend as well, Greg. Yeah, it's obviously very difficult, first game of the season, but we've kind of gone through each league who we think will do well, who will struggle. Some of last season's um, go-to clubs in terms of markets, corners, goals. And although it's the first game of the season, we've still managed to find, I guess, two or three angles from the weekend. Not, nothing official yet, tip-wise, but we've spoken about four or five matches in which we could be getting on. Yeah, and we'll look forward to a, a season full of Norwegian podcasts uh, that will sustain us through the summer when there's no major tournaments. Um, but back to Scotland, it's, uh, there's not many weeks left of the Scottish season, to be fair. We're going to get stuck into that this weekend. Uh, we've got the Glasgow Derby, and I'm not talking about uh, Patrick Thistle v Queen's Park tonight. <laughs> uh, we've got Celtic v Rangers kicking us off on uh, lunchtime on Saturday. We've got a full card, Greg. Most of our tips this week will be focusing on the Premiership. Yeah, it's quite a tricky card in the lower leagues, I feel. Other sides, very, very short odds uh, away from home. So I think going through the Scottish Premiership games, I've managed to pick out three or four really good bets from the Scottish Premiership and yep. hoping for a bit, a bit more luck than we had last weekend. Yeah, uh, it was a tough one last weekend. It really was. Obviously, St Mirren got a booking in 54 seconds. <laughs> and when they don't get a second booking. That's when you know your luck's out. Yeah. So hoping for a, a better weekend this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So saying that though, um, saying that though, on the podcast last weekend, we did highlight loads of things that came in last weekend. Aberdeen well, won one 0 Our old favourite Hibs. Hibs obviously uh, <laughs> lost at home. We we laid Aberdeen, we laid Hearts uh, away to Kilmarnock. We had Stennis Muir to beat Dumbarton at nine to four, and with Forfar to beat Albion over. So in terms of the podcast, it wasn't a, a bad podcast in terms of what we put up, but in terms of the tips from last weekend. It was Pretty disappointing. I'm just hoping to get through um, into a better run during April and into May. And it's obviously great to have Norway back as well. Yeah, yeah. But there's quite a few that we like to look off this weekend. So let's get stuck into those. We've got, as I say, Celtic v Rangers. First uh, game of Saturday, half 12. Uh, Celtic nine points clear. Rangers desperately trying to close the gap. And it really is the last chance saloon for Michael Beale's team on Saturday, Greg. It really is. Obviously, both sides come into this in um, winning, winning form. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember the last. Neither have lost a match in the league. It's ridiculous, really. I don't recall both sides having such a prolonged run of winning games. No. I think you need to go back to well into last year now, when either side lost a, a league match. Mm-hmm. And obviously, these two played in the League Cup final last month. I'm still smarting from Nick Walsh's disgraceful Showing in the last ninetieth minute, booking five players. We've got Nick uh, Kevin Clancy in charge this weekend. Kevin Clancy averaging what five point six cards per game. Yeah, six and reds already this season. Six reds already. There's no away fans in this match. I don't think that matters too much. Given well, I was going. I was going to ask you about that because. I'm sure I've seen someone mention that there's been eight games since there's been a red card, and I just wonder if. There's an element of not having your fans there. Um, you know, you always kind of. 
hear people talk about getting a, a good early tackle and to get the, the crowd behind you and stuff like that. And I just wonder if that is actually affecting the disciplinary, um, what's happening on the pitch. No, I think it's a good shout. And we've been championing undercards in this match. The mm. bookies obviously get very excited and set very, very high lines. But I think we've done very well highlighting the fact that, do you know what, there's not that many cards in this game as people would be led to believe. Uh, I think in the last game, we've highlighted unders in the first half. Yeah. And there was no cards in the first half in the last match. Bizarrely, obviously, it finished with 11 bookings, but that was a, a freak a freak showing. But other than that, a lot of the games have finished in four, five and six cards. I think the match earlier in the season at Celtic Park had two cards. So I think unders is definitely the way to go in this match. And as you say, um, no away fans, we're a full house of Celtic fans. Rangers have to win this game. I don't see this being a plethora of cards. I might be very wrong, but there's there's opportunities here to back unders, and that's probably the angle I'll be going with um, for, for tomorrow. Yeah, there's part of me feels that a, a red card is long overdue if there's not been any. any <laughs> um, and it's 5-2 to two for a red card. And as I say, Kevin Clancy's brandy's sixth of them this season, but you just never know how these games are going to go. No, you don't. And obviously the, the result and the scoreline will also impact... Um, likelihood for cards as well I think obviously in the last match it was 2-1 Celtic at the time so obviously there was silverware up for grabs yeah. in the last minutes of the game I don't think it's going to be like that here especially if Celtic have a comfortable win now Celtic were 4-5 to at the start of the week which you have to say was a pretty decent price given Celtic's home form they uh, they do pretty well against Rangers at home. No yeah. way fans. Rangers fifteen to four. Celtic now back into seven to ten. It's going to be a really intriguing match, as you say. Celtic Rangers have to win this match. They have to win this match. Even if they win it, it's not going to make much of a difference. To be fair, if you factor in goal difference, Celtic are essentially ten points clear. Mm-hmm. Well, at least it gives a bit of hope. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you can ask for when you're nine points behind. And to be fair, if they do win, they will believe that they can then win at Ibrooks, which would you know cut the gap to four slash five, including goal difference. So yeah, it's all about uh, giving themselves some hope. But Celtic absolutely blew Rangers away when they, they played earlier in the season. They were three 0 up at half time, ended up finishing four 0 Subsequently, went to Ibrooks and got a draw, and then had the upper hand at Hamden as well. So understandable that Celtic are a short price to win on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, in terms of trying to find an angle for this match, there's no real angle at all in player cards. There's probably about eight or nine players less than five to four to receive a booking. Yeah. Uh, it's probably better backing a player not to be booked. But Rangers have won the corner count in this game now three times this season. 4-3 at Celtic Park, 5-4 at Ibrox. And to be fair, that 5-4 at Ibrox had five after 47 minutes and 8-4 in the cup final. I just think Rangers Corners again is worth backing given what's at stake. They have to win this match and they're four to nine Rangers to get four four corners on Saturday. Yeah. Double that up with under eight cards. It's thirteen to ten. And I think that's a very attractive double. I think we'll do very, very well to see eight cards in this game. I really do. I think that gives you a really good safety net of there being five, six and seven cards. Even seven cards is a big ask. There's not been seven, seven cards at all, I think, once in the last 10 games, other than the mm-hmm. cup final. Right. So I think that's a good angle to be on. And also, Rangers over 4.5 corners at 5-4 to four also appeals as well. Yeah, uh, those corner stats are quite surprising, you know, considering Celtic won 4-0 and Rangers still won four corners. I think the most surprising thing was for Celtic to have dominated that game and only won three corners that day. 
Yeah, it's a strange one. It's obviously the way Rangers play. Get plenty of balls into the box, so hoping that's the case again tomorrow at Celtic Park. Yeah, in the game at Ibrox, I think Rangers were behind the early doors. I think Maeda scored early at Ibrox, so Rangers are chasing the game, which you always like if you're oh, on the I was delighted. Market. We got a, we got a bet builder up from that match. That was obviously the second of January. Second of January that game. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and Rangers went two one up after like fifty five minutes, which killed the. The corner count. Obviously, you're relying on the scoreline to, to dictate how the corners will go. Mm-hmm. I just feel in this game, Rangers will be probably on the back foot and chasing to get into the game. So, I think it's a good shape for corners. Okay, so just to recap those, then you've got two for this game. It's Rangers over three and a half corners and under eight cards in the match at thirteen to ten. We bet three six five. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And Rangers over four and a half corners at five to four. Um, yeah. In terms of the match itself. Able to make a case at all for Rangers to win at 72? Not really. I think it'll be a close game. I think Rangers have improved under Beal. Obviously, they've, they've not lost a league game yet in his tenure. They've obviously lost the cup final. I don't think there'll be much in this, but still, you have to fancy Celtic to win this. Yeah, I think the fact that there's no fans there just plays further into Celtic's hands, especially you know given that 4-0 win that they had earlier in the season. So, yeah, it'll be a cracking start to the weekend. I think uh, that game kicks off at half 12 on Saturday. Uh, let's move on to the 3 o'clock kick-off. So we've got Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. And unbelievably, Greg Aberdeen just a point behind Harps now in the table. I think you'll find they're called the resurgent Aberdeen. <laughs> yeah. uh, five wins from six for Barry Robson. It's a fantastic return. Very, very strong at home. Another away win in Perth last week another 1-0 win in Perth last yeah, week which we that's discussed back, yep that's back to back away wins for Aberdeen we've obviously <laughs> who'd, have thought? The, who'd have thought it <laughs> so they're in great shape coming into this they really are they're a point behind Hearts with obviously what seven games to go six games to go maybe eight yep. games to go sorry so they're very much in the hunt for, for third place now if you look back to January February time you'd be a madman to think that they'd catch Hearts yeah. come the end of the season and it's all it's all to play for they're at home against the Kilmarnock side who let's be honest are absolutely abysmal away from home yep. 15 matches 13 defeats 2 draws 0 wins you really can't make a case here for Kilmarnock and if Kilmarnock go up there and win <laughs> it would be a massive shock yeah. a massive massive shock Aberdeen were 17-20 to 20 on Sunday which I highlighted on the channel they're now 4-5 to five. And Kilmarnock's record against Aberdeen is woeful. It really, really is. They've only won once in the last 17 trips to Pataudry. Uh-huh. And it really is a fixture that Aberdeen relish. Mm-hmm. And I think you can't make a case for not being on Aberdeen here. I'm yeah. going to play it a little bit safer in this match. I'm going to take Aberdeen double chance. And Aberdeen also hitting some very good corner counts. They've hit five or more corners now in 11 of their last 13 matches, fully expecting them to hit five against Kilmarnock on Saturday. And with Aberdeen double chance, that pays just a shade below even money with Bet365. Yeah, I find Aberdeen's price, well, over 17 to 20, now 45. I was going to say the market over, it's maybe over-egging it a wee bit. I think even Aberdeen at the lowest point this season would still have been about 45 to beat Kilmarnock. Given their home record, they've won 10 out of 15 at Petaudry this year. Yeah, they would have been. Their home form has been fantastic. And again, you have to expect Aberdeen to win this. Yeah. I don't think there'll be much in the match. I think Kilmarnock will go there and try and make it very difficult. But ultimately, Kilmarnock's away record is just that dire. I'm happy to take the double chance and the over five, the over 4.5 Aberdeen corners too. 
Yeah, I think Aberdeen will be very popular this weekend. Um, interesting. Just on Aberdeen, sorry, yeah, sorry. No, I was going to move on to Hearts, but when you go, just on Aberdeen, I highlighted it on the channel as well. Aberdeen are four to one to finish third. Yeah. With yeah. better thesis five, which I think is a massive price mistake. When you look around at other bookmakers, you're getting five to two, two to one, nine to four. So four to one for Aberdeen yeah, to finish third when they're only a point behind. Mm-hmm. The momentum's with Aberdeen. Hearts, who we'll touch upon in a second, are in free fall at the moment. So I think it's a great place at four to one. Yeah, it's not the worst shout at all. Uh, so about Hearts, <laughs> interesting one at Tynecastle on Saturday. St Man are the visitors, but unbelievably a bit of pressure on Robbie Nielsen. Um, I think there was some uh, graffiti outside the Tynecastle Stadium wanting uh, Nielsen out at this stage of the season, which I just find quite ridiculous, really. Um, but they're 10 to 11 at home to St Mirren, who are back in the top six after a, a good win against Libby last weekend. They are. That was a massive win last weekend against Livingston. They've got some tough games now, St Mirren, but Livingston are also on a side who are really struggling at the moment, so fully expecting St Mirren to, to claim that last top six place alongside Hibs. But Hearts, I think Robbie Nielsen's always been under pressure for some reason at Hearts. I think there's a section of the Hearts support who are not really that that first for him, but mm-hmm. definitely under pressure. Two wins from nine. They've lost five of the last six. Their away form is starting to head towards Aberdeen territory, which is never good. Now, Hearts are 11 to 10 now to win this match. I would say about three or four weeks ago, Hearts would have been no bigger than four to six. They're yeah. now 11 to 10. The home form has been very solid, though, and there probably is a bit of value in the 11 to 10 on Hearts, given the fact that St. Mirren's away record again is, is really poor. But given how Hearts have performed over the last two or three weeks, I think it's probably a, be, a match best left alone. Yeah, you you couldn't get um, you couldn't get too involved in this one, I don't think. No, I, I couldn't blame anyone for backing Hearts at eleven to ten. I must admit, it's it's quite attractive, and it'll probably suck on quite a few people in, potentially even me. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to leave it alone. Yeah, having said all that, you might still have a wee nibble at Hearts come. Three o'clock on Saturday. Um, okay, let's uh, let's leave that one just now. Let's have a wee look at um, our next game, which is Motherwell v Lovey. Remarkable turnaround at Motherwell as well under Stuart Kettlewell. Four wins, a draw, and their only defeat has been to Rangers. Uh, whereas Lovey's, I wouldn't say their season's collapsed, but certainly be disappointed to find themselves out of the top six at this stage. Yeah, I think just outside the realms of possibility for Motherwell, but they're very much now well clear of any danger below them. Mm-hmm. As you say, it's, things looking a lot brighter now at Fur Park. It has been a tremendous start to his tenure, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Just one defeat out of six. And again, last weekend, to win at Hibs, albeit three set pieces. And I do notice that Motherwell do score quite a lot of set pieces. Uh, Kevin Van Veen, 20 goals for the season now. Maybe maybe more than that, actually, now 21 goals for the season. He is 75 to score any time and 4-1 to one to score first on the penalties as well. So I think if Motherwell win this, a very good chance Van mm-hmm. Veen will be involved. But Livy are going to blow top six, I think. They looked in pole position to finish in the top six. Yeah. This one win in six now, a demoralising 3-0 pumping at St Mirren last week. They do not enjoy the early matches via Motherwell. They've not won in this fixture in eight matches, and they've only won once in the last 13 games against Motherwell. Motherwell 
one of the league's form sides at home. Five to four we're getting from Motherwell on Sunday. They're now six to five. And again, a bit like the Aberdeen game, there isn't a case here for Livingston. I think all roads point towards Motherwell. Yeah. And I think you have to take Motherwell to win at six to five. And I'm also going to take Motherwell to score two goals at seven to five. Yeah, I'm just looking at that Motherwell price <laughs> on my notes from yesterday. I had them at 23 to 20. I see you've got them at 65 and now 11 to 10. So that price shortening all the time. Yeah, I'd imagine they'll go off at 10 to 11, possibly t- tomorrow, possibly just under evens. But again, there's no case to be made for Livingston here. One win in six, not in great shape, and they're playing a side who've won um, four of the last six games. Yeah, and as you say, and Kevin Van Veen, they've got one of the informed strikers in the league at the moment. He is, he really is. Not many players outside Rangers Celtic hit that many goals in a season. I think Motherwell had a few over the years that have done so, but to hit 20 plus goals is fantastic. And there's obviously plenty of games left to go, so he could be looking at 24, 25 goals. So we can expect goals from Motherwell? I think so. I think them to score two is, is very possible. I know their home form hasn't been great this season, but They've certainly picked up. They've scored two goals, actually, in all three of Stuart Kettlewell's home games. Mm-hmm. Two against Hearts, two against Rangers, and two against somebody else. I can't remember who it was, <laughs> but they've scored two goals in their last three home games. So it's one of those ones. I was torn between the Motherwell win mm. or Motherwell goals, and usually in this scenario, I'll just back both. Okay, so it's Motherwell to win, which you had put on the channel at 65. It's now 11 to 10, and Motherwell over one and a half goals for you. And this one at 75, I think that's the Betway best place. Yeah. Okay, um, next up we've got St Johnson v Ross County. St Johnson have slipped in ninth, um, 10 points from the bottom. Greg, no concerns there, or absolutely zero concerns. Okay, Famous not because we're on sides, but <laughs> because Dungeon Knight are rubbish and so are Ross County and so are Kilmarnock. So, um, we are not the worst of a bad bunch. I think there's yeah. a couple of sides in the league who are worse than us. And obviously, I won Saturday against Ross County. Just cements your position there. Oh, absolutely, we, we win tomorrow. Then there's absolutely no chance at all we're in any danger whatsoever. We'll be 13 points or 11 points, 12 points clear of of Ross County, and obviously we're 10 points clear currently of Dundee United. I think so. A big match is for Ross County. It really is 23 to 10. We're 13 to 10, which I think is a fair price given how poor our, fo- our home form has been. Mm. We've not had a great 2023 St Johnston. I think we performed pretty well against Aberdeen last week, but always up against it, against 10 men with like four or five minutes gone. Ross County performed really well against Celtic last weekend. And I think in the podcast last weekend as well, we, we did say wasn't expecting Celtic to be at their best. And that was very much the case. Took them yeah. a, a very, very late first half goal and a very, very late second half goal to, to get the three points. So they did what they had to do, but I think coming back after that international break, I always had a, kind of, a sneaky feeling it would be a, a rusty Celtic side coming back. But Ross County did well, and for me, it's a, I've got no bet at the moment. I may look at Ross County corners. Their away form in terms of corners has been really good, Ross County. And it's a match they have to get something from. Yeah. You know, we do, they're four points behind Kilmarnock now and they can't afford to slip any further behind. So, nothing yet. Definitely not backing St Johnston. I think there's a possibility here on cards and Ross County corners. And if that's the case, I'll share that on the channel over the weekend. Okay. You heading along? No, I am going to the Silverburn Galactico shows. Um, <laughs> it's the fun fair. 
Easter, so taking the, the kiss to that. So, no St. Johnson for me this weekend, sadly. I presume that's nothing to do with Zidane and Beckham and Co. No, no. Not, not those Galacticos. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. I'll leave that one with you. Uh, okay, on Sunday, we've got the United v Hibs. Uh, and Hibs haven't threatened to close that gap on Hearts. have just kind of lost their way again. Uh, three defeats, albeit to Celtic Rangers. Uh, last week's defeat to Motherwell, probably the sorest for them. Uh, the United, can you make a case for them staying up at this stage, Greg? Uh, well, there's plenty to play. There's eight games left. 24 points for grabs and they're only two points behind Ross County so you, you have to say of course they've got a chance do they have enough about them to avoid finishing 12th and 11th I'm, I'm not sure six points behind Kilmarnock which is a lot given they're not winning many games Dungeon United plus their goal difference isn't great as well this is the sort of game they'll have to try and get some points from I'm not sure how this game will pan out obviously Hibs last weekend was a bit of a Shambles of a result, really. Mm. I, I know Motherwell did score from three set pieces, but ultimately, just when you think Lee Johnson has finally turned the screw at Hibs, they, they go and lose another home game to a side you'd be expecting them to beat. So, a bit of pressure back on Lee Johnson. I, I really don't know how this game's going to pan out at all. I, I, I really don't. Dungeon United 12 to 5. Certainly could not be back in Hibs at 23 20. Scandalous price in my eyes. Another <laughs> big bottom of the league, but. Jim Goodman's in there now, probably difficult to beat. Probably quite, be quite a tight game. Obviously, United went to Rangers last weekend and was it 2 0 it finished? Yeah. So, no disgrace in that. I think it'll be a stuffy match this one. And again, possibly looking at cards in this match that we'll share on the channel. Did the United's last, week, last win in the league, Greg? Um, Dundee United against Hibs. Against St. Johnson. St. Johnston, there you go. 2nd of January. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's real relegation for me. Yeah, it really is. They're in a, a real mess at the moment. Dungeon United, on and off the park, I would say. And I think the next couple of weeks will be really telling. Obviously, the bottom six split, they're going to be playing sides that they'll be thinking they can get points from. Yeah. We're very much off to play for still. Yeah. Okay, I think there's an argument for uh, a home win in each of these games, uh, which pays 104 to 1 this weekend. Worth a quid. Which games? Oh, six. Oh, six homes? Yeah. Oof. Cel- Celtic, um... Aberdeen, Hearts, Motherwell, St Johnston, Dundee United. That's not the worst of shouts, I must admit. Given the fact Aberdeen, Motherwell, and Celtic look very strong, mm-hmm. Hearts, if they turn up, should beat St Mirren at home. Then you're just on St George and the United. Yeah, yeah. Leave that one with you. Okay, let's have a quick look at the lower leagues uh, in the Championship. Been a huge week for Dundee, Greg. Week or two, actually, uh, for Dundee. They've won the last two games whilst Queen's Park have lost theirs and they've closed the gap to one point. Dundee, uh, and they've got a game in hand. Oh, it's been glorious. I've been a massive Dundee fan in the last few weeks and I've been championing the Dundee title challenge probably two or three weeks ago just when I saw the fixture list mm-hmm. the remaining fixtures I just felt that Queen's Park had an incredibly difficult set of games Dundee had a much easier task I, be- I believe anyway and Queen's Park are really really derailing aren't they they've lost the last two they've let Dundee right back into the mix now and Dundee now for me are in pole position one point behind a game in hand much easier fixtures and when you factor in Queen's Park's fixtures 
a really tough game tonight for Hill. Yeah. And they still got to travel to Morton and Ayr. For me, this weekend could be really telling. Yeah, and Queen's Park, uh, Queen's Park's other game is uh, against Hamilton, who are fighting for lives at the bottom of the table as well. Yeah, don't, I didn't mean to be disrespectful in terms of Dundee's got it much, much easier, but Queen's Park's away games starting tonight, they probably could have picked two or three tougher away games if they could. Hmm. They've still got Dundee to play on the last game of the season, but it would not surprise me tonight if Partick Thistle won. And obviously Dundee, who we'll touch upon in a minute, I've got a really tough game at Arbroath. But Dundee could find themselves two points ahead with the game in hand. And yeah. for me, that's game over. Yeah, it's just so been such, such, a, such a tough league to call this season, hasn't it? It's just many, so many ups and downs. Yeah, it has. There's been some sides of obviously really surprised. I think nobody expected Ayr and Morton to be as good as they did. Mm. They have been. And obviously, it's been a really tough time for Cove. Really yeah. tough time. Yeah, let's have a look at that one. Hamilton 11-10, to 10, which I think looks a great price against Cove, who are just absolutely free-falling. I was having a look at um, how they've performed since Paul Hartley took over. Cove were 10 points clear of Hamilton when Jim McIntyre was sacked and Paul Hartley took over. Now they could find themselves, what, five points behind them if they get beat at the weekend. Since Hartley's came in, they've lost nine, drawn two and one, just one. 36 goals conceded um, and they're looking at a desperate position now, don't they? Yeah, it's been disastrous. Uh, I think the 11-10 on Hamilton looks very attractive. Also got your fancy goals in this match. 17-20. Uh, to 20. Um, I think it's 10-11 elsewhere for over 2.5 goals. And again, that's another possible angle given the fact Cove cannot keep a clean sheet. In fact, Cove are conceding goals for fun, aren't they? They are indeed. Uh, having said that, Hamilton lost 7 at Dundee the other week, but we'll forgive them that because I think they were still celebrating winning the SPFL Trust Trophy. Uh, but they bounced back with a win at Wraith Rovers last week and they've been one of the forum teams actually, Hamilton. They've, they've started to put a run together to get themselves out of trouble. Yeah, it's just shows they've got a lot of character, Hamilton. They were 1-0 down at Wraith during the week there. So to come back at Wraith and win 2 ones a massive, massive result. It takes them above Cove, I think now... Cove for me are going to finish bottom and it's a two-way race between Hamilton and Arbroath to see who finishes in that playoff spot Yeah, yeah. speaking of Arbroath uh, we touched on the fact that Dundee are away at Arbroath and it's it's not going to be the easiest of fixtures for them as they're trying to you know, um, overtake Queen's Park at the top of the table No it's not, it's a really tough fixture this one, Dundee I think were 4-5 to five at the start of the week I still expect them to win but Arbroath have improved massively it's a massive win last weekend for them but more than happy to take Dundee to win this one. Yeah, a broth unbeaten in six. Um, I just think Dundee look a wee bit short at 7 to 10. They are, they absolutely are too short. I think best left alone. Best left alone in terms of the price. But I'm, I'm more hoping than anything else that Dundee get the three points, especially given how things go tonight at Firhill. Yeah, we're well, just speaking of that one. Um, Queen's Park won that uh, Glasgow derby three times this season already, so Bartic Thistle do one, but... I just think 13 to 5 on Queen's Park actually looks a decent price. It does. And obviously, part of this will tend to live in based on the fact they're at home. And I don't know how much last weekend's drubbing of Cove comes into that. But for me, it doesn't really count. Um, <laughs> everyone's given drubbings to, to Cove. This is a must win game for Thistle as well, though. Yeah, yeah. If they've got any aspirations of finishing, well, third, maybe second, probably not second, but they're only five points ahead of Morton. And they've got a game in hand, Morton. So, um, a big match for yeah, yeah, and a win for Thistle takes them within three points of Queens Park as well. So, yeah, in terms of 
Glasgow bragging rights. This will still fans them themselves to finish uh, top top of the pile in Glasgow. Yeah, I think they're they're too far behind now for me. Given Dundee got a game in hand, that'd be a, a what a yeah. seven point gap between them yeah. and Dundee. But as you say, they could catch catch up on um, Queens Park. Yeah, yeah, but need to win tonight. Okay, let's have a look at League One. Dunfermline pretty much score it sewn up. They're away to Falkirk, um, who are in second. I think a win for Dunfermline would take them to within a point of the title, if my maths is correct, Greg. It is, yeah. It'll be five games to go after this one. Uh, 15 points left to play for. Dunfermline now into 74 from 2-1, to one, which you have to say is not the worst of places. Mm-hmm. Albeit they're away from home. You have to think about, given the gap is so big in terms of momentum, what, 11 points ahead. Um, I think this game is best left alone, to be honest with you. Obviously, Dunfermline are hardly firing in all cylinders at the moment either. A really disappointing result last weekend. A no no draw, so I think this game's best left alone. Yeah, anything else in League One catch in the eye? I looked at goals between Aloha and Queen of the South. Queen mm-hmm. of the South are slowly starting to improve under Marvin Bartley. Only four points off the playoffs, though, and they play the side who they're playing, um, who's directly above them in the league. So it could be goals in this match. It's a little bit short at seven to ten, but that's probably my best shout from the from League One. Yeah, I probably quite like the look of goals at Airdrie v Montrose as well. Airdrie games have been featuring a lot of goals recently, haven't they? They have. Um, obviously, as we highlighted them on last week's podcast. They ended up beating Alloel away 1 0, which again was another brilliant result. So the 5 to 6 on the home win tomorrow looks pretty attractive as well, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's have a look at League Two. Sterling, as we kind of predicted a week or two ago, once they'd taken over them, but they'd really kick on. They're now eight points clear. Um, don't think they're the worst bet at the weekend at 8 to 11 to beat East Fife either. No, they're not. East Fife have been better at home because Sterling and Albion have been going about their business really, really well, getting the wins. Dumbarton obviously slipping up to allow them to take that eight point gap. And it's just a matter of time now um, until the mathematical champions. Yeah, and I noticed that. Bonnie Rigros have put a couple of wins together as well at the bottom of the table to lift themselves off the bottom. Um, <laughs> well, you know what, right? I hate backing against Bonnie Rigros. Yeah. Stuffy side, 1 0, 1 0. Every match they play is 1 0. And Stead High Speed at home, I looked at this game 19 to 20. But as you say, Bonnie Rigros' form has been pretty decent over the last month or so, picking up some really good wins. I do think Stenny will still win this match, but I just hate backing or having any sort of bait involving Bonnie Rig Rose. Yeah, and I think um, Dumbarton look a bit vulnerable at Very vulnerable. as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. 11 to 10 for Annan. Not the worst of places. I think Dumbarton's season's over, to be yeah. honest with you. Eight points yeah. behind. Annan won 1 0 last week at East Fife. A very, very good win. And 11 to 10 isn't the worst of bets. Yeah, and I, I guess Dumbarton, given that the title's probably over for them, just want to kind of try and finish as strong as they can ahead of the playoffs, don't they? Yeah, they'll still have, have belief they can catch still in Albion, but ultimately they, they really have blown it. It was, it was within their hands, and they've really kind of just collapsed, just they? collapsed over the last two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's has probably covered as much as we can this weekend. Can you just give us a wee recap of your bets this weekend? Yeah, so starting tomorrow in the Rangers v Celtic match, Celtic v Rangers match, sorry, at Celtic Park, I am taking over 3.5 Rangers corners and under eight cards 
and that is on the bet, thesis five bet builder, and that pays 13 to 10. And in that match, I'm also taking Rangers over 4.5 match corners at five to four, and that's also with bet thesis five. Moving into the Aberdeen Kilmarnock match, Aberdeen double chance and Aberdeen over 4.5 match corners, and that pays 19 to 20 with bet 365. And finally, Motherwell versus Livingston. I'm taking Motherwell to win at 6 to 5 with William Hill, and Motherwell over 1.5 match goals at 7 to 5 with Betway. Okay, good stuff. Uh, all that is available on Greg's channel, and if you're not already a member, then head over and follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84. Greg, where you get all the details of how to join up and become a member. Um, and that's us for this week's podcast. Don't forget to listen to the Norwegian Football Betting Podcast if you have the time. Um, and we'll be back next week with the Scottish Football Podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thanks, guys, and good luck. <laughs>